When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys on Coppen Fracas. The best word I can say would uh, describe this was. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Miller, lovely cushion header. Oh, you're What a headshot! What a hit! Liverpool 3 0. Call it, take it quickly, Rigi! Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Cop and Fracas. I am here with three veterans. One guy that we haven't actually seen in a while. Uh, I know I know Harold has been getting up to a lot of things outside of the pod, uh, but we'll get into that after. But um, just a quick just a quick plug. <laughs> um, we want to talk about our Patreon. Of course, sign up to the Patreon as much as you can. Um, we've got so much content coming on there. Um, of course, we've got the weekend previews, the post game, post game, um, post game reviews, post match reviews, and yeah, um, that's what we've got so far. But I want to get into Harold. Harold, how are you feeling, sir? Am I feeling? Yeah, uh, I'm feeling good, bro. I'm feeling good. How are you? Oh uh, yeah, we just haven't seen you in a while, man. So I want to. I was going to sing Mace Welcome Back, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I have the vocals for that. So I might <laughs> put it into the. So I might just put it into the pod. But no, it's great to have, great to have you back on. We haven't done the while, and it's going to be amazing to talk about some Liverpool with you. Um, our ever-present Manny so far this season. How have you been, sir? Yeah, man. Pleasure as always, man. We're feeling good. A lot better. A little better now, man. But yeah, we're good, man. And of course, we have man like Marco sitting in the cut, looking like he's about to pull out different different things from his pouch, man. <laughs> different things from the pouch, you know. <laughs> How pissed no, off were you, brother, out with the loot and draw? You know what, like, like, we'll get into time. it, yeah, but <laughs> I was just annoyed that it came on that weekend and it obviously the Spurs result cheered me up a little bit, got to dunk on some ops, slapped Toby's head a little bit, even though he slapped <laughs> my head too, but yeah, man, we'll get into it. Yeah, man, Marco's just in the car. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, oh, I saw that goal just now, still. Wow. <laughs> For everyone that's not listening, the, the visuals right now, Marco's just just looking like he's in 07, black Air Forces, black knack, knack, knack tracksuit, fincinate hat. I don't know what this looting result done to him, but he's looking crazy out here. That's a problem too now, man. <laughs> no, it's just recovery still. Like, the whole thing got me down still. All right. We'll get into the game now. Enough, enough of the preamble. Um, Luton. Now, I don't know about you guys, but... Going into this game, I, I, it was looking like a pretty routine win. Like Luton, all disrespect to them because they've been not good so far, but fair play to them. They've they held us to a draw. They're not the side that you would think would hold us back, unless you're Ish, who actually predicted that there was going to be a banana slip coming up. But um, as 
you're back now, Harold. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Like Mace. <laughs> I would like to get your opinion first on how you was feeling going into the game and what was you expecting to come out of this? Yeah, I think like you, I was I was quite bullish, to be honest with you. Um, I know there was a lot of talk before the game about our uh, Liverpool last season, like one of our biggest Achilles heat Achilles heat Achilles heel, I can even get the word out, um, was how we performed in the away games against the bottom ten. Um, but I am um, I was I was quite keen to like, shrug that off because I feel like this is a completely different Liverpool team, but, uh, especially in that midfield, obviously, as we've seen so far. So I was yeah, I was I was feeling quite confident going into the game. I was like, Yeah, we should you should pack this team away, but I didn't think we would go in there and smash them for four or five. I, it's just, it's just one of those, it's one of those fixtures, and and obviously with the with us switching switching to Greenwich Mean Time, four thirty might as well be eight pm kickoff. It's the exact same, it's the exact same, um, like flipping darkness. Um, so it was, it was always going to be tough, and obviously Luton, Luton are inviting their first big team there, and even in the past, this has nothing to do with this year, but we just tend to suffer or not suffer, but struggle at Luton. It's really weird, even when we win, we just. Like even when they were in like League One, like we we didn't do very well against them years and years ago. I think it was 06. Um, but no, separate from that, even as the game started, Julian, I think we were okay. Like we were just slowly getting our way into it. Like we were just mm. taking our time, picking and passing when we want to do it. One thing I noticed about us is that we're just always looking for that incisive pass through the middle. Um, I know probably get into the the real the real um nitty gritty of the game and how it panned out, but one thing I I would say I liked, but also didn't like. I liked our patience and how we built up. But you can just always tell how a game's going to go um, when certain things don't go your way or when the final pass is just missing and you just think to yourself, you know what? If this is happening, let's just go back to basics. Like, let's just use third man runs. We're more athletic than them. We have more quality than them. And let's, and let's just do what most teams do. You, 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 beat, a, you beat a low block um, by going out to, by going out to whip, whipping crosses in either high or low and eventually an opportunity will fall. Um, but we never did that. We just every time we tried to do that incisive pass through the middle, like one, two touch here, as if we were um, this, as if we were twenty ten bars or oh nine bars, and just didn't, it didn't work out um, for us, unfortunately. But um, shout out Luis Lu- Diaz for bailing us out, not not for the first time, man, because losing at Bluton is diabolical with all due respect man it's, it's, it's genuinely diabolical there's it's it's unbelievable we sh- there's no excuse for that a draw is insane but a loss oh, come on man we're, we're not serious i don't care what transitional phase we're in we, that never happens yeah yeah I, I i echo the same sentiments to be honest um just just getting into our starting lineup um pretty standard apart from the one anomaly and this is normally because I don't think he's played in this position since like 2015 or 2016 under Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. Sorry, under, under Klopp or Brendan Rodgers, but we'll see. Rodgers, um, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, with Alisson um, in goal, we have Trent at right back, Kanate, Van Dijk, and Joe Gomez at left back. Um, for some reason, Shimikas just didn't start. Um, hold tight, yeah. Uh, and we have a midfield <laughs> of Shaboslai, McAllister, and Gravenberch. And uh, front three of... Of course, Diego Jota, due to Leos Diaz's personal issues, and um, Darwin Nunez and Mohamed Salah. Now, this lineup, Manny, I'm going to come to you. Yeah. I think for you, it'll be pretty standard with um, the situation that's going on at the club with um, everyone, everyone, apart from Joe Gomez. How did you feel about that? You know what? Before the game started, when I saw the leaks of Joe Gomez possibly starting at left back, I was pretty optimistic about it, I'll be honest. I could kind of see the logic 
Uh, first of all, from a standpoint that Klopp's named him as a left-back option now. So at some point in this running, he had to blood him in there and we had to see what he can do. So it had to come at some point. Um, it did now, obviously, in this game against Luton, it's probably a good opportunity to test it out because in terms of like, the height as well, it's always good to have another person of, of physical um, nature in the back line um, to, to defend set pieces. And then also... In terms of how we prefer the left back to play in our new system, uh, in order to allow kind of Kanate and, and whatnot to kind of push out and cover Trent in the right back slot, um, you want your left back to be a bit more defensive minded and kind of not be bombing on every so often. So I thought, in theory, that that hopefully was actually going to work out all right, and actually we might see a bit more um, going forward and a bit more balance in the team. But as it transpired, it just it just didn't work out that way. And actually, in hindsight kind of looking back on it, it was the wrong team for the for the it was the wrong team. Well that particular that particular selection was the wrong one and the wrong idea for this kind of game that we needed because the, the pitch was so tight. The pitch was was extraordinarily tight and um the players kept inverting. Obviously Trent was inverting from his spot. Um Gomez was trying to bomb up down the left. But so just was, ask Manny, just ask yeah. what um, how would you have set up um with this team? So it's it's all I think like I said it on the post match as well. It's like it's all great to say in hindsight, but I actually think that this game in particular we should have started Simicas, and that would be actually be the only difference I would make. Only because I think because of the tightness of the pitch and how compact it was, all we needed to actually start the game how we finished it. So we should have actually made the pitch as big as we can. We should have tried and made more width. I thought. Um, Obviously, in terms of when Simicast came on, I think he was actually still pretty poor anyways. I don't know how it would have worked. <laughs> but um, in terms of the idea... Are you sure, Manny? Now you now you just said that. Are you sure you want that Kabore yeah. guy just, just running that running that Simicast the way yeah, the game ended with a, full, with a full energy? Come on. It's, it's a great point, man. Do you know what? I'm thinking of more kind of going forward what we were losing. Now, I actually forgot about how we were getting cooked going back. Simicast would have struggled, man. So it's only but as good as Manny, we kind of hoped for. But I think that... Yeah, but I was, I was gonna say, uh, first of all, it's my first chance, it's my first opportunity, like getting on a pod with you, so it's 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 a pleasure. Um, second of 100%. all, do you, do you feel like we actually struggled to make chances? Like even with Gomez there, who didn't he didn't even make any? I didn't even see him in the first. I didn't even see him in the opposition half until the second half of the game. By the way, mm-hmm. but even without that, do you not feel like we made enough chances to win the game anyway? We did. We did 100%. And obviously the finishing is another topic. We definitely need to get onto that in its own kind of little bit. But I think it's just a case of the kind of the nature of the chances that we were creating. I don't think we were creating, obviously, only Nunes. Nunes was getting clear-cut chances each and every time. So he's a different story. But I think in terms of the nature of the chances that we were creating, I think our attack, a lot of our attacks really kind of break down in situations where I think they could have been a bit better. I think we weren't putting as many kind of crosses into the box. I don't think we were crossing into the box as often as we, or, or good quality crosses anyway, into the box as much as we usually do. And in my opinion, in terms of a low block, there's nothing like just a dangerous ball across the box, man. Like it just causes all it's kinds simple, of chaos. Bro. Do you know what I mean? Like all kinds of chaos. Like even if it's just a decent ball aimed to nobody, defenders are panicking and play. And teams like Luton, obviously they back themselves to be defending the box like that. But if it's relentless pressure and you keep doing it and you keep kind of getting out wide and stretching their team, then I think eventually you get like clear cut chances and also you get own goals and deflections that kind of go in your favour. So I think we created chances, but a lot of our chances were the same kind of chances. We didn't have enough variation. uh, And that's why, obviously, if you don't take your chances, then we just end up with the result we had. And um, and what's so damning is that that right-hand side that was so inverted is our most creative side. That... that... Mm. That trio of Sabozlai, 
Trent Alexander Arnold and Mohamed Salah. That's that's where we're gonna get our productivity from. If there's that's our hub of creativity right there. Like if everything's gonna happen, you expect it to happen there. But all of them I, are trying I wanna, to do the same I wanna thing. get into that. That's exactly wanna, that. I want to get into that right hand side. Um and but before we do that, I'm gonna ask Marco. Um just how did you feel about the the, the the formation and the sorry the setup of the team and just club selection going into going into going into Luton? Sorry, I think we had more than enough with what we started to beat that side easily. Like hmm. as Harold has already alluded to, we made more than enough chances. There was finishing issues. I am quite disappointed in the team because, as we mentioned, there was an issue where everybody's inverting and. We've seen in games that Gavin Birch and Soboslai, for example, have the freedom to switch. They switch within the looting game. And Soboslai went over to the left, Gavin Birch went over to the right. They've got to a point within the game, and I don't want to jump onto the width too early, but I'm going to have to. But they got to a point within the game where Mohamed Salah was so inverted, he was essentially a second striker. Mm-hmm. Trent was inverted, and Soboslai was also in the middle. So people were looking out right to like try and find a ball, to try and stretch this looting pitch, because... Essentially, they're all bunched over to the left. And if you mm. pass it out to the right, you could kind of just recycle the ball and shift them around. But there was nobody there. Like, for me, Sabozlai needed to do, and I mentioned this in the group, Sabozlai needed to do what Henderson was doing for a while, which is mm. that overlapping nasty Hey, one. Marco! I know, I know. I know, hey. I know. Hey. 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 Marco wants to run it back to the dark. <laughs> he, he should not be careful, named, Marco, know, please. <laughs> but... Ideally, yeah, you want somebody with way more quality than Henderson doing the role that Henderson was doing. So that overlapping outside run where he just it, bro. he just it. stays there and he just stretches the pitch. So Mohamed Salah can cook in the middle and Trent can cook in the middle. Then you create that triangle of two people inside the pitch, pause, and one person on the outside hugging the touchline. And it would have been so much easier for us. What? I don't know why we made it so hard for ourselves. And I think I did. Sorry, even sorry. though we created so much, yeah, I think it could have been way easier. Like we created maybe like six big chances. I think it was classified as we could have created like twenty-five if exactly. we played correctly, because it was I a very we easy game. It was well. there for the taking. Even when we were playing yeah. through the middle, we were still creating chances. Shots. Fucking hell, man! Like we were still creating chances when we were playing through a bunched-up middle. So if we can do that when all the players are there and it's really congested. How low quality is the side that we're able to just pass through them when people are just standing around? If we pass properly and play properly, we should have been able to create for fun. Obviously, we'll get onto why we lost the game. Also, why we drew the game. It feels like a fucking loss. Mm. But one one thing I did notice, um, and you mentioned, and you mentioned the one with Shabosla, is that I feel like he, when he first came to Liverpool, he was doing what you mentioned, making those those right hand runs and kind of like being kind of nasty because that's when we was kind of surprised about his physicality. But as the weeks has gone on, and I feel like, not to say that the praise is getting to his head, but he's noticed that he's the guy in the midfield and he's noticed that he's the conductor in that midfield. He's dropped into those deeper spaces even more and it's caused what you've created. Literally, there's times where I see him right next to Trent and obviously Trent plays in that inverted role as well. And it, it not saying it looks a bit messy, but it just takes a lot out of our game. And yeah. that's probably why you know, on the left-hand side. And maybe it was by Luton's design, if we're going to give them some credit. I saw Kabore getting so much of the ball because Luton, if we're... I don't know if, I don't know if we're going to give them any credit today, but Luton did a pretty good job in sticking with it. They were winning decent midfield battles. 
like Ross Barkley was making it look like it was 2015 out there, mm, like a yeah, couple of times. Like, he was quite, man. he was quite ruthless. He was running it back. And the camber as well was pretty good. Townsend was pretty decent um, on the ball. Nah, let, me, let me not lie, I'm not giving that much credit. But um, oh, Bene was what was causing oh, that. Oh, yeah. But, but to as well. <sighs> I, I'll yeah. be honest, that, that Ogbeni, you know what Ogbeni performance reminded me of? Who is that guy who played for Bournemouth last season who cooked Trent? Oh, there's quite you, a few men that cooked Trent. I was going to say Semenyo, but he's new, isn't he? He's this season. Oh, I know, yeah. I know. I think I know you're talking about. It begins with D, I think. I can't remember his name. Anyway, anyway, but I, what, what I was, what I, my, my point really on that was, yeah, I think you have to give Luton some, I mean, you have to give Luton some credit, no doubt. They stuck in the game. They saw out their um, their own game plan. Um, their manager, like, you you could tell he, like, even the commentator, the commentators were like, that he had sleepless nights about the game. Type of yeah. So, like, you could tell, like, there's a lot going into it. So, kudos to him, man. Like, what, what, and, and well done for them for taking the opportunity. Um, to, to get like so, such a massive draw there. And to be fair, apart from the first, first couple of games of the season, they haven't really, they, they don't get packed in like that, you no. know? So, no, yeah, that's right. the commentators were mentioning that the games tend to be quite tight in it. And yeah. I haven't watched that many looting games here, but I watched the game against Spurs, for example, and it took one moment of quality from Madison for them for them to get their goal. Spurs. Yeah. Even get, it was even they, they had, Van Ven's it. Say again? Van der Ven's goal, innit? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, 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 it was good that game as well. Previously, yeah. just uh, previously in Luton, um, Luton's results, they were 3 1 to Aston Villa away, 2 2 to Nottingham Forest. Um, they lost 1 0 at home to Tottenham, um, 2 1 to Burnley, 2 1 they won against Everton, and it was 1 1 against Wolves and 1 0 against Luton. Sorry, against Fulham, sorry, and 2 1 to West Ham. So, yeah, you're right. They haven't been getting packed in for a team that we kind of feel like are not the best opposition. So defensively, conceding one goal is not is not is not out of the ordinary for them. That's it. Yeah. yeah so I don't know if the results corroborate this because you didn't say home and away for all of them, yeah. But um there was a stat that was going around that said at, in their home games they haven't conceded more than one goal. And going into the game, I thought it was going to be an easy 4-0 until about Friday when I started seeing the, the results, like, yeah, our results <laughs> and like our historical results in terms of going away to the bottom three side. The fact oh, that God. Luton haven't conceded more than one goal at home this season, and then I started getting a bit worried. And then what started playing on my mind even more was I think it was far he joked in the group here that Luton aren't going to win until they buck us, and then they're going <laughs> to slap us. And that just like I know it's a very very trivial thing, yeah, but you know them sometimes, yeah, when you're playing into like superstition sometimes it's just like yeah it only makes sense that we get beaten at Luton mm. yeah it was looking like that for a good 90 minutes but I was you know I was on the main pod on touchline and luckily I came early in it so no one was there I was in that I was in that pod room just praying we get a goal for those last like seven <laughs> minutes on my ones and luckily we did um but before we get to that um I want to stay with you Marco because there's a certain man that I cannot lie we will love him an enigma, but of everyone in the group, you're the one that's had you've had a few apprehensions about him. You've been a bit you've been a bit more measured in your assessment of him. And that is the the man that we call hashtag the experience Darwin Nunes. Now that first chance, what are you saying? I mean, Marco's taking a sip because he's he's about to 
that that knowing you this, tell me, you know, I'm gonna just let you just tell me how you think you performed in the game. You know what, yeah. First of all, I'm happy that you got it on wax that I've been very apprehensive about his performances because everybody else seems to think I'm back into the hills. But I love him as a character in it. Let's put it as that. Mm. Then going on to the game itself, I think he just needs way more composure than he shows. So for me, the big chance, bar the obvious like two-yard miss, the big chance for me, yeah, is when Trent whips it over, he takes a touch, and all he needs to do is side for it. Yeah. To me, that's a like an easy chance. Let's say Sturridge just um starting for us in this team. Sturridge scores that goal, we go on to win that game that five 0 Because I don't think it's an easy chance, though. I think it's a I good don't chance. Think it is that easy a chance, yeah, but I think for no. like a sixty plus million pound striker, that's a chance you want yeah, to but, be very for our level. I, I want us to be, I want us to be performing like at the top level, I'm not going to say winning the league, competing with City, but I do want us to be performing at the top level. And if we go across who I would consider the top teams, Isaac scores that, Callum Wilson scores that, I would say Harlan scores that, Alvarez scores I'm sure that. Callum Wilson scores that. But I think so. still... I Can I ask you something? Do you, do, you, do, you think, do you think those players get in that position? Because credit to Darwin Nunes for him to, of course, no, make the run, but his speed to get away from that centre-back, do you think those kind of players, maybe a bar Haaland, get in those kind of positions? Depends mm. who they're playing against, I think. This is yeah, kind of I think, and I think it gets that loot and backline. I think, yeah, they all get into that position. Because yeah. Callum Wilson's a very intelligent striker. He's quite quick as well. Similar with Isaac, similar with Alvarez. If we start moving on to like the Gabriel Jesus, then I would say no, and I probably think he misses it. If we go on to Enketia, I'll probably say he gets into the position and misses it. If we what say games, maybe Nicholas Jackson, I don't even think he gets anywhere close to it. I don't know, in it. I'm not gonna I hear that. Go Wait, he's got a hat trick before Darwin Nunes, so we be Oh, be that's easy, the most you gazy hat trick, man. You can't do this. It better be easy, it. my guys. It better be easy for him. Uh, no. but yeah, Manny, what, what was you uh, trust me, if, if Nunes played against that Tottenham side, yeah, he would have had 17. Bro, seven. Oh, I'm telling you, maybe five, maybe five. Let's be, let's be, let's be honest, maybe yeah, five. Back, yeah, hear that. five, five, five. But uh, Manny, back onto Nunes and that performance, though. Oh, sorry, go on, Mark. I think he needs to bury that first one. Cool, he doesn't mm. bury that first one, and he's having a good first half, like he has quite a few shots on target. I think the first shot from outside the box was very, very close. And he does really well to get that on target and make the keeper work. The second one from outside the box, I think, is he kind of forces it. But, okay, I hear you. We get a corner from it. The keeper makes a good save. Um, then coming onto the miss itself. And this is for Gladman and it specifically in it. Yes, Salah misses a big header, 100%. But I see that so many times from top quality strikers where they might shank a, like shank a hit. They might... It might come off the wrong side of their head, pause if needed, and it doesn't really drop where it's supposed to. But for me, yeah, a competent striker, when you've anticipated where the ball is going and you're two yards out, relax, slot it. You even had time to probably take a touch. It's only yeah. him and the keeper, and the keeper's already on the floor. He could have like controlled it on his, I don't know, his fire or something. He could have just chilled. He could have relaxed. And that miss goes on to like give them so much confidence that they end up hitting us on the break. Mm. And we'll definitely get into their goal because I think there was a few defensive issues there. But 
Nunez, that wasn't good enough. We need better from you, especially where we're trying to be. We are trying to be a Champions League team and you need to up the stakes. You've been very good this season and scored quite a few good goals, but this can't become a regular occurrence, isn't it? Mm. It already is. <laughs> it is. And yeah, do you know what it is? I'm saying it can't be a regular occurrence here because so far his misses haven't cost us games. So yeah. far he's had misses and somebody else has stepped up or he scored himself. Yeah, but facts. this cost us. Yeah, it just has to, yeah, it has it to be nice. nipped in the bud right now, innit? Yeah. It will, this will continue to happen for a little while, bro. Like, I, I, yep. I think we just, I think we need to accept it. It's who he is, and even if yeah. you, look, you, you analyze his finishes as well, like he doesn't doesn't have Always that rushing. finesse, bro. Like, Actually, Harold, yeah, could you, could you you haven't been on the pod to give your opinion on Darwin. Last time I was season. on this pod, the exact same question was posed at me. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's how busy you go for. <laughs> I don't even gonna ask. Yeah, but I'm... this this season, how how are you how are you feeling about him so far? I'm I'm definitely feeling um definitely feeling more um positive about him this season than I was last season. Um I think the Newcastle game was really big for him. And since then he has managed to I mean fortunately for some injuries and other things like that, but he managed to maintain that starting nine berth, which I think is needed. That you need to get a run of games, you know. Um so it's so well done in that regard. But there's still a lot of work to be done there, man. And I think he it's the finishing aspect of it. I think it's gotten better. Don't get me wrong, though. Like, I actually think it's, it's, it's gotten, gotten better. better. Um, yeah. and I don't really care about the first touch. Like, the one we saw against Bournemouth, for example. I couldn't care less about that. As long as you're tucking, I don't care about your first touch. But I don't want. You, I don't expect you to yeah. be Mares. Like, it's okay. You don't need to be. But if, if you're, I mean, don't get me wrong. If your first touch means that you don't then get an opportunity to score, then it's an issue. But more often than not, it's not mm-hmm. the case. Um, but I. And the main thing is he's finishing part of it. And I think he will improve and I think he'll continue to improve. But before that happens, I think he will frustrate. I think he will yeah. I think he will miss some more guilt edge chances. Um but the and the, the biggest but is that he pieces it all together and then you've got you've yeah. got a you've got a crazy ass striker yeah. on your hands. And that's what everyone keeps holding on to. Um and that's what us Liverpool fans cling on to because we do see glimpses of it. Like we saw against Bournemouth, like it was just—it's all in one. He is an experience, and there's no doubt. Um, but like as we rightly said, he's misses or one miss in particular, him and Salah, by the way. And I want to talk on Salah in a minute because he was shocking. Um, yeah, it cost us. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. What about you? And with, with the Nunes thing, and like just to. Like, I'm gonna say just to jump in with the Nunes thing, yeah. Like I agree with Harold. Like it's one of them things you just gotta have to to roll with it with him. Like this is as you said, the experience. This is what we sign up for at the moment. So you're gonna for every Bournemouth where he slaps in the top bins, there's gonna be a Luton where he misses an open goal. You know, for every Newcastle where he wins us the game, there's gonna be a what's it called? Who is it against Toulouse where he goes around three yeah. players and hits the post? Like it's just. I it's just the kind that. of player we have. Yeah, about that, bro. Bro, I'm so. telling you, it's Nunes, <laughs> man. I'm telling you, the guy, like, it's, it's, it's the guy is just his, his biggest problem, and it's why I still have faith with him because it's something that he can definitely work on. The guy just does everything 100 miles per hour, everything, absolutely everything. And sometimes it's necessary because players can't keep up with him, opposition players can't keep up with him because of the pace that he does things. So he's always kind of whole, like, full burst sprinting in behind, full burst taking the chance, taking shots early kind of things. Like, he's doing everything so, so quickly. And a lot of the time, like, for example, against Newcastle, 
when he gets in behind, he takes the shot early and he's everything's just like, and then he smashes it in and no one can react. Them situations there, perfect. That's literally why we have him and that's why he does his thing. But there's certain situations where you just need to calm down. Like that, the, the open goal, the ball's actually rolling, like he's flying to him. It's a bit of an awkward one because of the way Salah's headed it. It's kind of like spanning like some ricochet way. But we, he just tried to take the leather off the ball. I don't no clue why. And it's only because the guy just had nothing between his ears like in that moment. And it's like the guy plays like he's got nothing between his ears. Like it's just all autopilot, like what he's used to. Do you know and, what he is, yeah? Sorry to interrupt. Do you know what he is, yeah? yeah? People used to say Divock Origi used to like move bare spacey around the like training camp and that. <laughs> and they would tell him something and he's just like too lax that he doesn't care. He's completely the opposite, but still as spacey. Way. Like, you know what it is? <laughs> you know what it is? I think is that I think he focuses on getting himself the opportunity or getting himself to to point A, right, to be able to convert the chance. But he lacks the foresight that wants what he, like to understand what he's gonna do when he gets there. Unless gets it's like there. instinctive. Like for example, a really good example is um these goal against Real Madrid. Like you know when we went two 0 up against against yeah, Real at Anfield, mm. and and he scores that brilliant goal. It's just like oh, in a moment I can I can do this. But when I have <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm having to like be like okay, I want to get to the position hit A so I can perform action B. That's when he struggles with it, and mm. he often lacks that yeah. concentration that you need from a strike, and he also just lacks that finesse. Like yeah. everything is we just talking about yesterday on Monday Night Football as well, and just like the range of finishes. You yeah, the range of finishes is so important. Like, I, I mean, Sto- Stoke is the perfect person to speak about that because we've seen yeah. all kinds of finishes with him. We saw, yeah, the range, we, we, we saw, uh, a, what's it called, a Chip. Europa League, a Europa League finishes final goal with with his foot. We saw a chip mm-hmm. against Fulham. Like we we see him drill it against um Sunderland, like first game of the season, thirteen fourteen. Like we see um massive things. Was, was, I think it might be Southampton actually, but we see like these. These like these cup finishes there, and this is exactly the kind of guy you want to be. But unfortunately, comparing yourself to someone like that, like um, Daniel Sturridge for Darwin Nunes is a big ass. Like he's, he's yeah, there's, man. There's a big gulf between the two, particularly finishes. But I think I think there he's in a good place to learn, though. I'll, I'll just I'm just gonna say like it's in. This is what he's gonna learn when he's at Liverpool. Like this is the development. This is what I mean because. At the moment, like at, at Benfica, I knew he played like this, and that's kind of why initially I didn't really want him at Liverpool because I watched him at Benfica a little bit, and I thought like he's good for certain kind of t- like for a counter attack team, it's perfect. But in terms of like a team that's going to have possession a lot of the time, sometimes and like in certain situations, I wasn't sure if I was with it. But obviously, I'll come around to the idea. But in terms of what he needs to do, obviously in Liverpool, like you see the inside training videos and whatnot, like they do a lot of like attacking scenarios, counter-attacking, kind of like different attacking situations. And the more he gets himself in and practices and they kind of coach him with it, then it will, I think he will end up improving because in terms of finishing, do you know what it is? Like he's got, as we said, the raw pace and he's got the, he's got the talent, do you know what I mean? To get in these positions. But then when it comes to being cold in the situation, it's only down to you. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't, yeah. like Klopp can't score the goal for you. Klopp can't take the finish for you. It's just down for you to tell yourself in that situation to calm down. And then once you actually, if you think about it, if if a striker, because most strikers in the Premier League are good finishers. Like if you're being real, like all of these guys to get to this level are usually got a, a range of finishes in their bag. But what separates strikers from levels is that some players are cold when they come to the situation and some players are not. And that's mm-hmm. all it is. And, and if Nunes needs, needs to be able to do it under pressure consistently. Consistently. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? So you need to be able to consistently get yourself in that situation, slow yourself down and pick the right finish. And it's not easy, but it just comes from repetitiveness, repeat, repeat and practice. And I think that's what's going to be happening with Nunes in training. And then hopefully we can just pray that the penny drops for him. And then he just realises that certain situations, yeah, smash the ball through the net, of course. But in certain situations, there's a little tapping. Do you know what I mean? Like looting that game, just a little tap. Even if, even if you hit the target and somebody blocks it by whatever means, just hit the target. Why is man trying to smash it in? Like I smashed it through. Like I feel like the, the ball would have landed in my back garden. Like from Luton, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Boy, the, the way some people were shooting, there were some shots that were touching the top of the stadium. Like it was, it, Honestly. Was, it was looking crazy. And yeah, but that's the madness, though. You have to. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Got man in on the Rose Ed fam. But um, <laughs> just, to, just from... to wrap up on um, oh, Nunes quickly, Julian. So. I completely agree with everything that's been said still. And I think one of the reasons I'm not too scared about him is because, like you said, at Liverpool, he will do a lot of learning. Um, there's so many great strikers that he can tap into that he has on call now. Like he has mm. Ian Rush on call. He has Suarez on call. Like he has quite a few yeah. people that he can reach out to just to understand a bit more about how, his, how he can improve his game. And the more mm. he has like these match scenarios where he is in training and he is in like high pressure situations where he might make the wrong decision. He'll learn about himself and how to best put himself in the best place to go forward, moving forward anyway. And I do think there is a world where this like rushed finish can become a trademark finish and it becomes quite a good finish. So if you look at someone like Jermaine Defoe, who used to smash the ball almost at every opportunity, he mm. used to do it with such accuracy and such aplomb that most of the time, He'll catch the keeper off guard and he was a great striker. He used to be able to do that for Bantz. So maybe Nunes can refine his game like that and he doesn't need to get the range of finishes we see from like a Sturridge or Suarez. But he can refine this one finish and just become so good at this one finish that it becomes clinical for him. Yeah, I think with this end on a positive note about Nunes is that I think it's, it's he's clearly got a great character and he's a, there's a willingness for him to improve. Like you can see, like he he beats himself up when he doesn't do well. Or like he knows he should do better. And um, one thing that is inherently good about him that he hasn't been able to teach himself, it just is the way he is, is the fact that he has short-term memory loss. If he misses an open goal, <laughs> uh, he's right back there in the same position making the same runs. And I think that's a fantastic trait for a striker because it's the work because we, we see we see other end of the spectrum like with Gomez he makes a mistake and he's beating himself up for the whole game like 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 we saw against Napoli like it was and it was peak so like so you, so it's good to have that kind of um that that kind of uh, mentality as as a striker you just have to hope you piece it together for what but God Almighty I pray just to see one finish where he doesn't smash it okay <laughs> yeah I know I told you, have to you have to smash it but just one time let me just see if <laughs> you, you haven't smashed it and I'll give you so much confidence man honestly <laughs> unfortunately my brother Harold I think you will be praying for quite a while before we see a finish <laughs> like that but no honestly the, the as we said man the experience Darwin Nunes I think I echo what, a, a lot of what you guys said he is on each, he's at the right club to be fair. Um, we had this discussion, um, on, on the main pod about um, Hoyland and the differences there. And even last season, we was able to kind of be like, All right, this guy, Nunes, regard like he's missing a lot, but he's very, very raw. But we was able to see what we can do, like what he can do in the future, and what kind of, what kind of facets of the game that he can work on. And I thought with Darwin, Darwin Nunes, he's at least at the right club. Um, and as you said, Marco, I, I would love to see in the conversation with Darwin Nunes and Ian Rush, but he has played, he does have strikers like Suarez. He does have, um, 
what's the Uruguay's manager manager's name again? Bielsa. Bielsa, Bielsa, yeah. yeah. He does have Bielsa to call and who he has mentioned that in the summer he was speaking to closely to improve his game. And he he has a lot of willingness to as well. So I think we will see an upset. But a game like that is one that he definitely wants to forget. And mm. if Harold is right, he has that short-term memory loss and we can just go back into being the newness that we want him to be. Um, moving on from one striker to another forward, Salah, you guys did briefly mention his performance um, against Luton. Now, I didn't think he played as bad until I realised, like, wow, I really just do give this guy a lot of leeway. So mm -hmm. maybe you guys can kind of open up my eyes um, to how bad he was. Because I do I do remember now, yes, now you have mentioned it, that he was not on the ball a lot. Um, and that also Marco mentioned it earlier. That right hand side was so bunched up, and it was it, it just trying to everyone was trying to receive the ball at two feet. No one making runs. So you guys have opened my eyes up a little bit. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to you, Harold. Um, Salah, man. Yeah, game I, to forget, of course. I think I think it's important um, that we have a responsibility. Like if if we're if we're talking about being, I mean, ultimately our aim is to be the main go to Liverpool information informative podcast and for Batman everything like that but we have a responsibility first and foremost to keep it a buck like we give we give Salah the praise that he deserves um pretty much all the time right um about how how high he should be held but with, with with great talent and with great hierarchy and with like great praise comes great pressure like if you don't perform to that manner week in week out then you need to be called out um, and this wasn't just a bad performance. Like, this was really poor. Like I generally do not remember a thing he did apart from missing the header. That looked like he squared it to, to Nunes. I generally do <laughs> yeah. not remember anything he did. He didn't beat his man at all. He didn't offer himself out on the wing. He didn't really play as a winger, in all honesty. I didn't really remember him doing anything. Heck, I don't even know who the left-back for Luton is. And he, I didn't, I didn't like, I, there was there was no, like, there, there was no Luton defender. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm... I'm struggling here. Like, do you know what I mean? Like there was no, yeah. there was no real panic there. Um, but Salah has a tendency to throw in a game like this every now and again. And it's just, it's strange. It's really weird. Um, I have, I have all the confidence in the world that he will turn up um, against Toulouse or he'll turn up on a weekend in our, in our, in, in our next Premier League game. And he'll be fantastic because mm. he's, he's Mohamed Salah. He's a world-class right winger. He's the best right winger in the world. Mm. I've got no all confidence, confidence with that. But at the same time, <clears throat> In like three months' time, you might just throw in a, another zero out of ten, and I'll be like, "Broski, like, what's 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 going on?" I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't really what, get it. Um, one one thing you mentioned that is very true is that he has these games, and I and I've and I've noticed as well, he has these games against teams that he just doesn't rate. Like, I, he has these games where he just like, fam, I can just play on autopilot because you guys are shit. Like, he does it a lot in the Europa League. And from what I've seen, he literally just comes on. And it, and it's not a bad thing at all, like because he has the end product to it. But he does have those kind of games where he's like, right, I don't, not that I don't need to do much, but I'm not going to be as active as I need to be because of the level of opposition. And no, but, I, but the thing is, though, Julia, I, I don't know because he's not, he isn't like that, though, because there's other yeah, opposition. Kill, to me, he's a killer. No, but, but he can be like yeah. that in some games. You're, you're no, allowed but, to be. You can't no, always but, be a killer 24-7. You know what the thing is? I think his performance was a reflection of that right hand side. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I and I, let me explain what I mean by that because I need to be careful how I criticize his performance. Because if we win one nil, like then like a lot of this dialogue we're talking about really isn't needed. 
But let me yeah. just let me let me just be like let me be a bit balanced in my um my argument. But that right hand side, it was just always looking for that perfect moment where he's going to pounce, as opposed to let's just create an overload, an excessive pressure. It was more like I'm just going to be really patient and build it up slowly, take yeah. our time. Like heck, even when we got the, the equalizer at the end of the game, you see Trent shouting at Van Dyke, slow down, take your time. I'm like, bro, there's 40 <laughs> left. Yeah. Like, we knocked the ball into the box. Like, we've had no, we didn't really have urgency in our attack. That's what made nah. it really, really polluting. Mm. So if you mm. don't have urgency in your attack, every single pass you play into, into the midfield, every time you break the lines into the forwards, everything needs to be perfect. The first touch, the finish, and if it's not perfect, things are gonna you're you're, you're gonna end up of a game like we did and just struggling but at the same time Sal didn't offer that ingenuity that we rely on him for he's our best attacker and he needs to be scolded the highest right he, and it, it, it simply wasn't good enough that, that we talk about that he's link he's linkage with him and Nunes I don't remember any of that bro they didn't link at yeah. all yeah they didn't link at all I was going to say do you think that right hand side do you think that right hand side is our like creative more creative side and that's probably why we didn't have that ingenuity because we have Trent we have Graven Birch um, and Salah on that right-hand side. Was like, like, yeah, what I needs to do is third-man run. You make a third-man run and the defender fo- has to follow you. Sal- Salah has more space. Trent, heck, Trent and Tabozlai take time. Take it, take it, take turns to do the same thing. You guys have got a great relationship yeah. off, off the pitch. Fantastic. This should be really easy for you guys to, to, to be able to interchange like that. Salah gets more, more, more space, or Trent gets more space. Once I get some more space, and then good things happen. That's it. There was no stretching yeah. of the Luton team. They didn't have to worry about a man running behind as, unless their name was Darwin Nunes in the first 15 minutes. Like that was it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was super easy to defend against us because it was all very like, oh, it needs to be intricate and perfect. And heck, Luton are like, if Liverpool break us down, that's because they're Liverpool and they're a fantastic team. Heck, if they score a fantastic goal like that, then so be it. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. they're happy to accept that as opposed to our constant pressure that we just weren't given. Yeah. And also I was going to say, like, just to add on to that as well, like a big reason why we didn't create and also for Salah as well, obviously he in his own way had an awful game. I was not impressed at all with how he played, man, to be honest. But I think another big reason for that is because when we play low blocks, I think obviously every now and then, as mentioned, relentless pressure, we, we get the balls into the box and uh, we just kind of break them down with attrition. But a lot of the time is because when those odd occasions where the low block tries to play football, we usually have the slick counter press. We're literally on them straight away and they're disorganised by the time you get the ball. And then Salad has space for once and then Jota has space. And then these guys have a bit more space than they were used to having. In this game, I don't know what on earth happened to the counter press, but it was not first half, especially non-existent. Like literally, and it's not even like a case where people were jogging or walking. It just looked disorganised. It's like they weren't coached how to press at all, which was That's really cool. odd. And you know what's funny, Manny? Yeah. You know what's funny? Like, Sorry, I cut you off there. What was That's funny right. is that our Nottingham Forest game, where we won 3-0, they're they doing the exact same thing. They're playing a low block. All our yeah. goals was it, we're in transition. Like, exactly we, we, we need to break them down because our counter-press was so good. We need to do exactly like, oh, that. you know what? Even the goal that broke that like broke broke them down was a tapping because Salah had a I think I think Salah had a shot um and then Jota, Jota just slotted in. I can't remember who had the initial shot. I yeah, mean, it was Nina, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. And then and then Jota just like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I can just slot it here. Life life is good. And then from there we just That's kept doing the same thing. But there was none of that. If you want to do that ingenuity oh. thing, you got listen. If there's no pressure on the ball, life is cool for the opposition. Yeah. 
And yeah. Ross Barkley was like, listen, I'm gonna go for machine for machine. Yeah, he was <laughs> yeah. like, I'm gonna run it back. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give the PMP because that's all I got. And you yep. can see, even by the 30th minute, he was struggling. He was yeah, like, yeah. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Barkley tried to run it back, yeah. yeah. And I remember the commentator being like, oh, he hasn't played 90 minutes of football. Oh, in. But oh, the yeah, thing yeah, is, yeah, yeah. We, we let him off because we didn't keep it up. We just like yeah. slowed it down. Took our time. He's like, okay, cool. I can just do this. This is like sprints for me every 15 minutes. All right, Look, calm. I'm chilling. You know what you say about the, the slowing down thing, though? Because I feel like, and I thought this as well when it, when it happened, because I know Klopp in the press conference before, he was saying, um, because they asked him, they were like, um, oh, how are you going to tackle this game? Because it's possibly Luton's biggest game of the season. It's going to be a big occasion, blah, blah, blah. And Klopp was kind of coming from the angle that we need to make it into not the don't play the occasion, play the game. Uh, I kind of try and treat it like any other occasion. And in a lot of scenarios, I think that's obviously the, the best shout. But sometimes... You need to actually, in this situation, you've got to play to the occasion because Luton were playing like their lives depended on it. I don't think they're going to play a game as good as that all season, I'll be honest. And you need to get in their faces as well because I feel like we lost the key battles, the individual duels, and they just were, were more aggressive than us all over the pitch. And that all comes from the atmosphere that they create and the occasion that they kind of built in their heads and as a, as a club. And we kind of went the opposite. We tried to play it like it was any other football game, I feel. And by the time it was time to step up, it was too late. The momentum was kind of already against us. And do you know so, one thing yeah. that typified that moment for me? Sorry to interrupt. It's all right, not perfect. Um, one thing that I think typified that moment for me was Trent got pushed into like the boarding and then he like yeah. smiled at somebody in the crowd and the guy in the crowd was smiling back at him. And I was thinking, yeah, like the ground is proper tight. Like you could see these proper. people's faces. Mm. So when they're cussing you, when they're like in your ear, you can see the emotion on their faces and you're getting rattled. I could see I Trent in his mind that like, he would, he just wasn't used to it. He wasn't used to being that close to somebody that was just like cussing him. Like, I don't what think could so, you do? know. I, I, I feel like Trent lives for that. I'll be real with you. I feel like he's a bit Trent, of a scumbag. Yeah, I, know, yeah, I, I know he loves that most like of the time, but that. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened on that day. The Maybe it was not Benny getting him behind him that was rattling him a little bit, but I think he was just like, so key. He was just so keen to perform. He was just so keen to perform um plan A. That was it. Yeah. Plan A was what we saw throughout most of the game until they scored. And then we're yeah. like, you know what? F it. Only when we go one nil down, we're like, F it. Let's actually put some let's let's actually put some um uh some pressure on the ball. Let's actually move the ball quicker. Um, but yeah, and I know we started off on Salah. Um, but and, and and I want to say one thing about Salah is that sometimes the Salah, yeah, he'll be quiet in a game, and the and the the, the, the fullback look like they're having a decent game, but he'll just score anyway. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, like, and it's it's a it's a trait of his, but it's not oftentimes he's like apart from that start of the 2020, 2020 season, the first half where he's giving a man a hard time. He just he just scores. Like he's not like mm-hmm. it's not like this winger demon is gonna like beat you like 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 Jeremy Doku does for City. That's not really his bag. He's like I'm just gonna somehow some way, I'm yeah. gonna. I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put my influence on this game. I'm gonna get a okay. goal. Or I'm I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna play a really good pass in in behind the lines. Um, but unfortunately today he was. I mean, unfortunately on 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 Sunday, he's neither man. He was he was non-existent. Unfortunately, man. Do I, do I, I think, think I would give... easy to comment in retrospect? Yeah, but I think on Sunday he was too concerned with scoring based on his positioning. He was like mm. trying to be that second striker as I mentioned earlier on instead of like. Being the seller that hugs the touchline and then receives the ball from Van Dyke on the diagonal, tries yeah. to make something happen, as opposed to um, standing next to Nunes and trying to feed off 
what people were doing in the middle of the pitch. And again, I feel like a lot of that is levied on him and because he's such a great player and I feel like I expect him to rise to the occasion. But also Dominic Sobozla, I think Sobozla made it a little bit too easy to defend him. I think yeah. he also had a shit game. Yep, I, I, I agree. Think. I feel like his worst game for us. Yeah, I think yeah. that's his worst Sobozla, game for us. I think out of the three midfielders, Gavin Birch had the best game. Yeah, I think McAllister was okay. But there was a few passes where McAllister like gave the ball away and a couple of times when he was dwelling on the ball a bit too much. One thing that I don't really like about McAllister in this six years, his tempo setting is really bad. He does everything at one consistent pace. Like there's yeah. no I feel for him, you know. Pace. Oh no, I, I, feel, I feel for him as well, man. I, I, do, as well, right I do as well, man. But <laughs> I, I could, know what I you mean. You was like doing that position much. and just ejecting the pace. Just one pass. Yeah. I think that's what makes the Rodriguez and the Partey so good. When they like, you can't compare to them, man. Bro. Uh, yeah, of course not. Of course not. Of course not. Mm. I'm just comparing the top level to like somebody in it. And I'm not saying that McAllister is a top level six in it. I just, you want to compare your players to the best because you want them to be the best in it. Yeah. And in the sixth position, yeah, as good as he is on the ball and as good as he is in tight areas, yeah, let's even compare him to Thiago. When Thiago's in that sixth role or Thiago's playing that deep, he understands that this person has. A lot no, of free space. Thiago's a better player, bro. Yeah, Thiago's, yeah. Thiago's, Thiago's is different. Like, I'll be real. Yeah. Like, he's, he's he's an idea. The reason why we get so annoyed about him because he's never fit. But he is <laughs> he's actually an exceptional football player. Like, so you can't really say that if if he had the touch, if McAllister had the touch, the skill and the availability, heck, he'll be incredible. But he'll be a completely yeah. different player. To the I, I, I do get Marco's um, comparison with uh, McAllister and Thiago. I think because that technical kind of six who's... Thiago's a lot more combative. Thiago's is crazy. To me, Thiago Tech is crazy, but McAllister's yeah. got that in him. We wouldn't have, give, wouldn't have given him the number 10 if we didn't think he was somewhat of yeah. a, you know what I mean, tech creator kind of player. But it's I just think that time. this number six role is just too much for him. Yeah, yeah I agree. Man. I just don't think it should be. And that's kind of why I'm getting not annoyed, yeah, but... Yeah, but bro, if you're going up against... It Mar- didn't look that bad. In preseason, you're going it didn't up- look as bad as it does now. Yeah, I know we're playing different opposition, yeah. It's but, very yeah. different. It's, it's very not- different. When you're going up against Marvelous Nakamba, it's a bit crazy, man. Marvelous nah, Nakamba and, Ro- and Ross Barkley off a perk uh, um, uh, for 60 minutes. <laughs> okay, <bro>. Julian, here <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't even think McAllister was... I, I, I get your overall point, Mark. I actually do over the season. I really do about McAllister. But I actually don't think he was bad today. And I guess you could say you can give it a bit more tempo, but he shouldn't need to be the one to do it. He's playing that position. Like, so yeah. I, I can't even single him out because he's not even in my mind. I'm thinking of that right-hand side and I'm I'm thinking about chances we missed. I don't like what's happening with the McAllister thing personally, uh, to be honest. I think because he can do it. Like, like Mark, it's, it's kind of fair to do the comparison because he, in theory, can do this role. He just doesn't do it as a higher level as we would kind of like or as compared to the teams that... Does he do this role for yeah. Argentina? He used to do it for Brian. Only since, only since we started doing it. He was never the deepest six. Yeah. He was never the deepest the deepest player in the midfield. And I feel like since we started doing it, I think they've started to kind of use it as an idea. So last few international games, he started playing in the number six for them. And, it's, and obviously it's going to work because in... International football is a different, com- complete different pace. You know, it's not the same intensity. So, in terms of how we're using him now, I feel like first of all, we bought him because of his exploits in the eight position, and he was sometimes pushed into the number ten. So, everything yeah. that we were seeing from him was all in the 
obviously the first phase as well in terms of building up, which is why we play him in the six. But his best work was in the kind of middle phase, like in terms of like the middle of the park. Mm. And he's really good at like what I love about him and why I really wanted to buy him is because he doesn't rush things. He likes to take his time to find the right pass to make sure that it's going to be the right pass. And sometimes he delays the ball because he likes to commit defenders and dribble. And I like that. When you're in the middle third and you've got defenders or CDMs behind you and there's a structure there, you're able to do this because then the counter press comes in and then you, you, you don't get exposed as much. But McAllister is playing the same way as he did at Brighton, but as a six at Liverpool. He's playing with the same temperament. He's playing with this, at the same pace, as Marco kind of said. So at the time when you're in the first phase, that's where you now in modern football, the first phase is where you're getting pressed by high-pressing teams. Like teams are right up in your faces. And if you lose the ball there, it's always going to come with a chance and you're going to be a chance conceded. And I don't think that he's used to that. Do you know what I mean? Like usually, and watching him from Brighton, if he's losing the ball, he's just in the middle of the park and there's bodies around him, you know? So I feel like we're kind of hanging him out to dry at the moment. And because he can actually do it to an okay level, Klopp sees that as, right, he can do it. A bit similar to like when he... Fabinho had a couple good games at centre-back that time. And then Klopp was like, man can play centre-back now. Like, no, he can't. Do you know what I mean? Oh, he can't no. do it. And and it, it might work on certain occasions for certain games, but that doesn't mean he can full out play the position. So but the difference we, is, though, we, buddy, we don't, have a, we don't have a choice. Endo's... We don't have I a mean, choice. Yeah, I hear it. Endo's not good enough. With, like, I'll, I'll be the first one to say. He's not some so unsung when are we gonna hero, throw him bro. In, bro? He's... Because we're, we're gonna have to throw a give, man. Europa League, yeah. Europa League is very really no, no, no. I said, like, McAllister's out. McAllister's out for the Brentford game. Like, so I personally think, now, I think, I think, I think he'll be Curtis Jones, Ryan Gravenberch because he played Curtis Jones. I, will, in six. I, I think, think Curtis Jones is that much of a sicko. I don't mind Curtis Jones there, but I think Edwards is Jones, And remember, Curtis Jones has a knock at the moment, innit? So. Will he be the saddest up? part is, is that I'll prefer Curtis Jones in the six than I would Endo, who's actually a six. That's <laughs> me. That's just me personally. I, that you, you, you sign a thirty-year-old who's the captain of his country. Like he ain't no unhidden guy, but my guy, like he's, Stuttgart. Like he, Stuttgart, he is, bro. he is who he is, and and God bless, <laughs> and God bless the man. Like um, he's. Obviously, he's like a lovely character. I mean, I'm assuming, <laughs> but I, I like. He's just not of the level that we need, and nah. yeah, is what it is. But I, I think personally, I think it'd be harsh on on, on Mac, man. Personally, yeah. you know, you know, do you know, what it is, I, 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 and I see it especially in the game as well, where McAllister, he, I just we can just see that he's not the most comfortable in this position. And mm. when he makes, he's mistake, looking up and he's like, "Raw, there's still another eight man in front of me." Yeah, because when, yeah, when, like, when he when he makes when he makes a mistake, he does this thing where he'll make a mistake and then he'll kind of go within himself like progressively as the game goes on and it's not until Klopp takes him off where we're like oh he's like oh fine I can get a bit of a breather but with him he's a he, in, in the Premier League most DMs are what at least 5 foot 11 6 foot physical the good ones anyway yeah. I mean, even the rubbish ones. Like he played against Marvelous and the Kamba. I'm pretty. I'm not. He's not. He's not the best. Bro, but Marvelous the Kamba is Mark's height, bro. He's five. <laughs> Marvelous is the Kamba is short. What? Oh, fucking hell! You know, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I think I'm. Just, I think. I think the racism. And I'm not five foot five for the listeners out there. So <laughs> 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 respect to my shit. Well, yeah, man. <laughs> Marvelous the Kamba is is five foot eight, but brisky. I swear. <laughs> Yeah, he's looking, man, I can't like he was looking six foot on that pitch against McAllister. I told you that <laughs> he was looking like a big man. Five by man, the way, like I'm six by, eight. 
By the way, that that winger for Bournemouth is Dango Utara. That's the one. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah, he's but, smart, uh, man. We're talking about DMs. Um, Marco, you was one of the only ones that I don't know if you did Manny or you did Harold, but um, you, you tuned into the Copa Libertadores. I think oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that. I yeah. did not um, watch that game, bro. I saw oh, the madness from the highlights, though. That was a UFC fight night card. Bro. That was getting pissed off. I get away with a headbutt, man. I've never seen anything like that before. Someone got away with a headbutt. On the counter attack, yeah, Mandem was scrapping at the halfway line and they just let it go. Wow, the counter attack was happening. This can't be real football, yeah. bro. Man, man well, ran into the crowd in a yellow card, yeah, for scoring the winner, sent off straight away, man. I was like, nah, these man cannot be real, man. That's what the is game as well, you know? But I said the final, and it's just just, just a bunch of thugs on the pitch, bro. <laughs> I hear it. But one of those thugs um, on the pitch is someone we could actually use. Um, ignoring today's reports about Fulham, you know, the big darks Fulham coming in for one of our targets. We have a certain DM that we've been interested in um, for a while and we've been heavily linked with, and that is the Mr. Andre. Now, I've seen a couple comps, and I'll be honest with you, um, he's Brazilian and he's a DM, and I just know that's enough for me, so I'm not even going to question the signing, but <laughs> you guys have a bit more analysis than him being Brazilian and a DM, so talk to me, man. Like, How could he come into this team and progress what we've got going on right now? So that was the first full match I've watched in it, so I've seen loads of comps. His name's been banded around for a while, but that was the first like full 90 minutes. And I really like what I see still. He's like a genie, but that's way more forward thinking in his passing. So yeah, he's going to do a lot of the dog work. He's going to do a lot of the running around, do a lot of the ball recovery, do a lot of interceptions, a lot of tackles. But he's also going to be comfortable passing the ball. And in genie fashion, he also has that burst to get past players. So yeah, he might also... Yep recognise a bit of space and burst past two, three players and then take yeah. us up the pitch. But I need to see it in a league that isn't run by cartels. We'll see how that... <laughs> we'll see how that works, in it? Because the Premier League's a different beast that like you don't have that no, space. True. These men were playing in a... I don't even know what stadium they're playing in. Was it American R? In Rio? I don't, think, I don't think it was, you know. I don't even think it was, but I might be wrong. But that pitch was massive. So they're mm. playing essentially at Wembley and the amount of space between... Yeah, they're playing in America now. America. It was, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah well. it was. So playing with that much space, yeah, you could see how he could burst through players and stuff like that. But let's compare it to a pitch at Luton, for example. Is he going to be able to do the same thing? Is he going to be able to show those same traits? Is he going to have that same positional awareness? Is he going to be beat by people with more PMP in the Premier League? For example, oh my days, what a header from Giroud. Sorry, guys. Who knows now? Um, 2 1 to Milan. Hey, PSG, fucking hell, blood. That's not a stage organization, man. Fucking hell. That group is all in the air, man. God knows he goes through in that. Sorry, Marco, carry on with Andre. Um, But he seems like he'll be a very, very good addition. One thing that I do want from our six, if we purchase the six in January, is comfortable in the ball. And to be a destroyer. I don't want either yep. or. I want both. Mm-hmm. I want somebody that is tactically aware to be able to snuff out attacks, but at the same time, not limit us going forward because we are going to get pressed. And as you've seen, McAllister is a very technical player and he's getting pressed to death, essentially. I want somebody to be able to cope with that press, like a Rodri, for example. Obviously, that's the upper echelon. I want somebody that is attainable for mm-hmm. us, essentially. Yeah. But 
before, um, you want before, a player that is comfortable and can play, but can do the destroying thing at the same time. Before you go off, Manny, I just want to give you guys this interesting stat, yeah? Well, I don't know how interesting you'll find it, but this Andre guy is 22 and he's already played 160 games. 160 games. This yeah, year alone, yeah. he's played 53. Last year, he played 60. And 22 you know, years yeah. old, 160 so games. Let me just jump crazy, bro. Mileage in the leg, and bro. if you buy him in January and then play him for the rest of the season, he would have had 2.5 years of consistent football because there's a World Cup. Is that World Cup? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. We're going to have to ship this guy off by the time he's 27, man, because <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's like we've, got, we've got three or four years. He's going to be rinsed like bar soap, man. Bro, he's gonna you know see what we've done to Fabinho, we're running it back. Like we're oh, gonna get those good God. four <laughs> years. That is I'll nothing, take that's nothing like Fabinho. Honestly, we're this, running it this back. is a new madness. Man <laughs> said a hundred and what <laughs> games in two 60. years. In since he's 22 years old, 160 Whoa. games, bruv. That is running into the ground, man. He's played hundred and hundred and thirteen games in two years. Yes, that's wild. Well, it's, yeah, it's, a lot, it's a lot of it's a lot of fo- it's a lot of football, um, no doubt. So we, but I do trust Klopp in then how he uses players actually. Um, really, so I, I know, really, Harold, really, I, I do. And, no, unless I'm he honest, likes it, if he likes it, then it's, it's curtains. I mean, I mean, it, really curtains, I mean, don't, don't, don't get me wrong; it hasn't always been that way. But you can see that he's learning. He's learning from things that have gone wrong in the past. The way he's been mm-hmm. treating Diogo Jota, for example, the way he, the way the the fact that um, what's what's my man? Uh, Bajatic is currently not even in the team. He's not injured. He's just taking some time out to like to mm. bulk up a little bit and get used to the physicality mm. of the league. Like he does, like he, you can tell he's like he's learned from his mistakes. So I, I yeah. think he's all right in that regard. So certain players coming back. I mean, we can get a, we can get at least what three games from Thiago in the new year. So that will <laughs> give Andre a three game break. Fingers we crossed, can, man. Hopefully, Bajatic is all right to play like, a handful of games. Let's say a dozen um, in the in uh, in the new year. So I think that would be. That you you can expect that to come about. Don't get me wrong; I haven't even seen much of this Andre guy. I'm just going off of what you guys have told me about him. But heck, anyone who is untapped, decent talent, yeah, who yeah. looks it looks pretty decent. You can scrap because really, that's, that's actually what we need. I can't lie to you. I don't really care about this tiki tiki taka. Just be able to scrap, bro. Just yeah. win, just win the ball back and let all of the the, the techie man them do the rest of it, broski. Yeah, and that's it. That's yeah, that's, that's that's me. That's that's Andre, man. That's what I said. I, I rated his performance a lot in the in the final, man. And I think I can definitely see him in our team. I can definitely think he's a style of player that we'd go for. And I think Klopp would really enjoy using him as well because he's not just a typical screen the back four kind of just break up the play DM as well. Like he's actually proactive. He searches for the ball, and if he sees the ball there, he, he goes for the win. Which I think, in terms of our midfield and how he wants to be, he he suits that down to a T. I also really like him on the ball. Because in terms of when he was getting pressed in that game, I think that game was kind of played at walking pace. I agree with Marco. It's hard to kind of gauge how that translates to the Prem. But Andre himself is quick. Like, he's actually got a turn of pace to him. So that was really good to see. So I think he would actually hold his own in terms of, like, the physicality and kind of, like, the the the, the running. Um, what I, I want to see from him is just how he's going to deal with kind of Premier League intensity pressure because if you compare the Premier League football to other like European leagues or just kind of leagues in general, the, the way that the Premier League teams press you is is unlike anywhere else, man. Like it's mm. it's, it's proper intense, proper physical, and they it's get let you get away with it as well. 
mentally yeah, tested man. as well. The, the Do you know what I mean? We have. Because exactly in other that. leagues, where if you're playing for a top club, you can kind of get away with having quality and not yeah. having to generally go into the micro micro details of a game. But in the Premier League, and no offence to him, but Brazilian as well, maybe not speaking the language so good, um, it may be a really big adjustment. Because if he bucks, like, for example... He'll fit right in, Julian. <laughs> what do you mean? A man, a man who, who doesn't want to learn English. Nunez, bro, what's <laughs> nah, Nunez is trying, bro. Nunez is trying. You know what I mean? He's trying to get that, that visa, man. He's trying. Even Klopp said it. Klopp was like, nah, Nunez is learning English better now. Like, he has McAllister to help him out. His mates are there now, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nunez is trying, man. you got to give him yeah, some listen, credit, Listen, when, when Endo came here and I saw the walk up to the club and then, and then you saw Salah ask him, you speak English? He scored, <laughs> bro. <laughs> To Harold's point, Firmino was at this club for like nine years, and I ain't seen him say one English sentence once. Yeah, so but he talks ball, bro. Vibe. Listen, listen, yeah. there's, there's there's different language. Firmino can talk football. That's actually all you need. That's what fucking George, Elliot, and Nunes are all talking about with each other. They don't even speak. I don't even remember football. I never remember Suarez and Sturridge speaking to one another. All that man knew is, yeah, listen, you know what I'm going to be in it. All right. Sturridge tried to say him and him and, him and Suarez are speaking bearing training on Monday Night I Football. Bet, I was like, bro, no, I was, I was like, fam, let's Cap. be serious, bro. Let's be serious, fam. Let's, let's be, be serious, serious bro. It's, it's, it's just be balling. That's it, man. I lie. They, they used to be, man. They speak ball. That's it. Um, but... There was one person that uh, Marco mentioned in the in the conversation of, of, of just speaking ball, and that's Harvey Elliott. Now, guy, <sighs> impressive. Yeah, it, it, there wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot. Um, there wasn't a lot of positives in the game, but I think that was definitely one that needs to be highlighted. Harvey Elliott, man, and this you know, he, all you of him. What? Yeah, he's a weird one because I've been more impressed with him when he comes off the bench off than the when bench, he starts. Yeah, Six player yeah. of the year, man. You know, six yeah. man of the year award. He he's Lou Will. He's Lou Will. Bro, don't start bro, it's, bro, it's, it's so strange because when he starts, I'm like, eh, I'm not sure about this. Really but then he's off the bench, he's like, yo, let me show you my quality. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think this is I think this was supposed to be the development plan for him. Like in an ideal world, you wouldn't want a 18, 19 year old like starting most of your games like he was last season. So yeah. him being able to inject that that kind of quality, and he's young as well, so maybe. He needs that kind of when when there's a bit of tired legs, he's able to just put that uh, that youthful energy into the game. And I'm I've been so impressed, man. I don't know what you or how you guys feel, but yeah, I'll get it. What a guy, man. Yeah, I'm loving what he's doing at the moment, man. I'm so glad that there's because he's he's a talent. And what we need to do here at Liverpool is that we need to make sure that we're still kind of hailing our talents and pushing them up so then you know we can actually improve the team without having to always kind of buy people, even though we should kind of do a bit of both. But I think, yeah, with Elliot, it's a strange one because. Obviously, everyone's aim in the team is to start games, isn't it? And that's what you train for. That's what you come off the bench and make impact for so you can start games. But he genuinely is, like, so important to our team from coming off the bench because he's such a change of pace from what's happening on the pitch already. Like, he always brings the intensity up a notch of whatever the level is when he comes on the field. And he's Mm -hmm. always looking to make things happen. And I think that energy and that kind of impetus from the bench is more beneficial to our overall team's results as a kind of game changer than him starting uh, and kind of the game passing him by because I think the game's do pass him by from the start and the mentality of coming into a game from the bench and from starting is completely two different things so I think he as a player right now just suits coming off the bench and hopefully he doesn't get 
disheartened by that or feels like he's not valued because him off the bench at the moment is, as you guys said, one of the biggest positives of our whole performance on Sunday. So he should hold his head up high. Um, but I don't think he should be banging the manager's door down for for a start if it just in the return for that because I think off the bench like he's actually really important he's the only player that I feel comes off the bench apart from maybe Diaz when he's on the bench that actually brings a change of pace or change of dimension to the game so yeah hopefully he can keep doing that and starting the cup games obviously I think in the same way that we talked about Nunes doing everything at 100 miles an hour not to the same extent Elliot does things like at 100 miles an hour. He always wants to get on the ball, always wants to do you touch, I touch, always mm. wants to keep things moving very quickly. And when you are trying to break down a team, especially a low block, that unsettles them very, very quickly. Just moving That's the it. ball, even if it is just a few five-yard passes just between you guys, people have to come out and address it. So having him come off the bench when we are either chasing a game or people are tired and they don't really track their man or they don't follow his intelligent run off the back of somebody means he can get a lot of space. And I did really like what I saw from him on Sunday. I guess my only, and this is me being really, in fact, it's not nitpicky because I think it is a key moment for us, but I think he needs to take the foul on the edge of the box. I think as mm. soon as the ball breaks for their goal from the oh, corner, it was, it was him and Ross Barkley and he just needs to wipe Ross oh. Barkley up. Like, just be yeah, cynical. Maybe that's the aspect that he needs to add to his game, in my opinion, that will yeah. take him up to being a top-level midfielder because there's still questions about his actual position at this point in time. And to mm. be a midfielder, sometimes you need that nasty streak of just being able to cut somebody out of the game or like take a foul or just stop the game from progressing as fast as it is. You know, I have two things to say about Harvey Elliott. The first is that he impresses me because he doesn't have any standout physical attribute that would that would show that he can actually have a real um impact on the game like he's not yeah. blessed of any 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 speed as such like he's not he's not, he's, he's not the most imposing of guys he ain't, he ain't he ain't strong and in the premier yeah. league to be able to do that at a young age and still have an impact on the game is actually very impressive without those yep. without those things. Like we've seen Absolutely. players who aren't blessed with that. Let's say like a Jaden Sancho, Hecker, uh, and Anthony, who are grown men who don't have those things. Well, I guess more so, more so Anthony. Um, but they they are not able to impose themselves onto games, and that's kudos to Elliot. But one thing I would say, my my critique of him is more so on his overall game is is what you said there, Manny. About he said that you don't expect him to be knocking on the door. To be starting games, that has to be his next aim. How can yeah. I? How can he impose himself on a game from start to finish? The start, how, yeah. how, how can it be that? Okay, I'm, I'm not just going to be effective when legs are tired. Like, how can I start the game and I'm going to be the difference maker? That's what he needs to be asking himself. So those are the two things. One is that he's what he's doing right now is impressive, and this is great. But it's the next step now. You want to be able to be pushing yourself to start. I mean, he's just still a young man. He's 20 years old, um, but that is that. That's the next natural progression for him. I think. I definitely feel like um, what you guys just mentioned about him trying to knock on the door and 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 trying to perform as a star. Mentally, he may have that block because he knows that Salah is always naturally going to be in front of him um, on that right hand side. But he, yeah, I, I agree. He especially in the. I don't think, I don't think he, he can ever be a right winger. I don't right. think no. Liverpool, I don't, yeah. Wow, You're in this system at all. No, he because wow. as a right winger, he's like more of a it's creator. Because of his profile of yeah. player, like he's just yeah. you need to be tenacious, you need to be you need to be quick, like you need dynamic, just, yeah. 
you you need to be dynamic. I don't think he has those things as a forward. I think yeah. him playing as a right centre mid is really where he needs to be. Like, okay, how can I get in? How can I get? But whose corners do you think he'll take though? You know what I mean? He's got to take someone's corners at that oh, right centre mid role. Yeah, think, yeah, of, of course, of course he does. But listen, this is a great problem to have. Being like, yo, I've got too many good midfielders. We had yeah. seven mid midfielders. Like, <laughs> so, you know what? Yeah. I'm talking crazy. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Let, me, let, me, let me stop talking. Yeah, this is <laughs> great. This is a great issue for a manager to have. And don't get me wrong, someone who's really good can say, you know what? I can play either side of an eight. I can play on the left eight. I can play on the right eight. Yeah. Heck, sometimes when Bernardo Silva plays on the left eight, it makes no difference if he plays on the left or the right. He's yeah. just fantastic, He's isn't it? out. Yeah. Um, so if anything, think, that's who I think he should model himself exactly, after. Bernardo that's exactly what I was about to say. And yeah. I was gonna say, as a right winger, I think he profiles in terms of playing style more like Kulusevski, but Kulusevski has pace and power. Well, mm. he's well, kind, of strong, kind of quick. More, yeah, like, more so than Elliot. Yeah, yeah, more so than Elliot. And if Elliot can't reach that level, then I don't think he can make it as a right winger at all. So I think he needs to solidify himself as a right centre mid, and just. Watch Bernardo Silva. Watch everything Bernardo Silva does. Watch how Bernardo Silva jinks past people, even though he's not quick. Watch how deceptive he is with his like body shifts and stuff like that. And just emulate that. Just continually grow in that mode. Even let's say David Silva. Like watch the combination of those two and try to become that type of player. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's got a spot at the at the club. I don't think he'll be a solid starter with Sabozla there because Sabozla offers something slightly different physicality wise and. It more you never know, though, bro. Oh, yeah, you never know. You never know. I think he likes him in the right, right. Do you know the 4 4 2 as well? Do you know when we like to change up formation when things aren't going right? It goes for the 4 4 2. We have to play one system in the right midfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes work. I do think that's probably where I got the right, right winger um idea from because on the right hand side, when he came on, because that's where he was operating the most when he came on, especially mm-hmm. against Luton, was literally just making those crosses and making those decisive decisive passes from that right hand side. And I think you're right, it's when we change to that four four two shape and we just need someone to literally create. Um, and he was yeah. able to create. Um, good header from Dulas Diaz. He, he was also a sub um, who came on. Him, um, yeah, shout out him, man. But Luis Diaz... Um, I think this season, if I'm going to be honest, and from what I've seen, he's come under a bit of like criticism. Um, people were Recently, kind of yeah. saying he's not, he's not, he's not been as impactful as they would like him to be. Um, they looked at Jeremy Doku's um, Hotak Marco's boy, uh, Jeremy Doku, putting in a masterclass, and they just looked at his stats and was like, we're not too impressed. But Luis Diaz, man, he's got more to come. A lot, a little, yeah, and yeah, yeah, this is one of his better seasons. He's got four goals already. I yeah, said that at the start of the season, before preseason, I said I'll be happy if he gets nine D goals because based off last season, he wasn't really a shooter. Mm. But this season, I feel like he's getting in the position. He's making those inside forward runs. He's being very decisive on the ball, like facing up his guy and knowing I want to go past you or I'm going to try to pass yeah. and move and score. So I think he's been very, very good. I don't know what else people want from him. Yes, I'll be honest with you. Yes, there's the um, Musa Diabis. Yes, there's the Kuduses that are like demons 1v1 and they're going to look a lot better aesthetically. I think Diaz is, bro. No, I think think Diaz is cold. I think he's been Mm. playing very well. I think he's been cold. And I understand why people are comparing him to those type of player, but I think he's his own type of player and he's Mm. doing well in his own right. Yeah. I, 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 for for me, I, I think it's a, 
I think it's a wrong time to be looking to criticize Diaz. He's in. Mm. He's in. What is he's, he's? When did when when did he join us? What was the start? Two and a half years ago. He joined halfway through the 2021-2022 Is he second full season? Okay, cool. Second full season starting with us, and you can see. Sorry, even that, and even that, how into his first full season with us, he got injured in November and was out until maybe April, I think. So he hasn't really had a lot of time. Yeah. So and and then you 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 look at him. I have no fear about a man who has that much talent. I'll be honest with you, that much talent, and and because of Thiago, I have to say that much availability too. I have to put that out there. (laughs) Um, When. When you put the two of them together, I've got I've got no fear about it. Like immediately, like we saw that like he's um like his natural style, his natural um style of play, which was to um try and beat a man. Like and maybe the end product wasn't as wasn't there the way he wanted it initially. But within the next six months or so, we or or, or yeah, even if I give a bigger um sample size, we're able to see him starting to think, hmm. Let me save this energy and let me just get on the end of chances and let me try and right. affect the game that way, which is the exact same thing we saw from a man he, who we replaced in Sadio Mane. He's like, listen, yeah. I'm going to save my energy. I don't need to beat a man. I'm rapid. I'm just going to save my energy to get into the box and, and, yeah, and get man. the ball when I, whenever I need to. Um, and and it's great to see him going um, going on um, and playing really well. Of course, like there's a there's a massive tragedy going on in, in Colombia. Um, and honestly, the fact that he knew he was going to score, the fact that he's got the ting on his top, that is brazy to me. Yeah, shout yeah, out, yeah, shout yeah. out to you, man. Um, man, man, man I, was think, Anthony, I was thinking, man, is an Anthony in the slightest. He came on with seven minutes to go, yeah. I got like, I respect that. That's dog, that's real dog. Because I was thinking, dog. nah, there's no way he has. I was thinking in my head, if Lucy has is on the bench with um, a message for his dad on his shirt, yeah, he is a sicko. And look what happened. I mean, yeah. not a sicko. I mean, great guy for doing what he done. Yeah, sorry <laughs> for calling you a sicko, Luis Diaz, but yeah, man. You, yeah, you you got dog in you. We know you mean well. We know you I mean, mean well. I mean well. I mean well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is a big season for Diaz, though. I, I, I think I think this is a big season for him to um to silence the naysayers, for him to get double digits in the league, for him to get try and get fifteen to twenty all comps. Like he mm. can. He he can really cement that left left side to be his. I love the fact that he's got um his competitor is um Diego Jota. I actually yeah. have a really soft spot for Jota. I think I think Julian does as well. I just I like the fact like that he just claps goals. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's Same. that's what, like he's he's just no nonsense. Like he's he just he's like, giving me too many gonna get man. Does what's yeah. giving me too many bro. big big goals. Like come on man. Yeah, like, I've seen him crash on my main ops Arsenal. Like yeah, constantly, <laughs> yeah. bro. And I can't I lie, we pressed on the ops, and we were there in the stadium screaming. So yeah, man, we are we, we are blessed. But I think Diaz in particular, I'm I'm really keen to see just how he how productive he can be. I, I, as I said, I, I think it's a big season, man. Yeah, I agree, man. I was gonna say with Diaz, just want to, so I quickly add on a little bit there, obviously big him up because of what he's been going through and that, and just yeah, even just being in the frame of mind to play and contribute and save us. Or a massive, massive kudos to him. And yeah, I think he's gonna have a, a huge, a huge season. I think you can just see, like, yeah, as, as Harold said, yeah, a player with his talent, he can he can beat players, you know, he can strike a ball really well, you know, and he can score like goals out of nothing. And players like that, you know, like they're always worth their weight in gold. So always, I'm just a always. big, big, big fan of our attack at the moment. I feel like there's just nobody that's going to be... I thought Luton, I was, gonna, I was thinking to myself, when the Luton game was finishing, before Diaz had equalised, I was like, 
there's no way Luton are going to be the first team that's going to stop us from scoring. Like, I couldn't fathom it. And I was like, nah, one of these guys, one of these guys is going to eat. Like, these strikers, like, we've got too many. One of these guys, by hook or by crook, are going to are gonna mash up a goal at, at some point, you know? And I don't think many other attacks in the... Well, no other attack in the Prem, in my opinion, can, can say that. Maybe Man City, obviously. Man City and Man City, and their system kind of plays a part into it. But I think in terms of firepower from forwards, but we can literally just swap a whole front three and say, you guys try for the next 30, 20 yeah. minutes. And one of these guys yeah. are going to score. It's a great weapon to have. And yeah, with, with Luis Diaz, I was going to mention that. Um, if you look at his goal record at Liverpool, not the best, um, uh, considering last season he was injured. But um, I'll just take a look at his, his, goal, his goals in Porto. Um, he was he was quite the scorer for, for a ringer. Yep. Uh, he got 16 and 28 just, just on the season he joined us. 11 and 47, which I'm is a great season for him. Yeah, and 14 and 50. So... He has he, he is someone that can find the goal. Um, but at the moment he's on four in twelve, um, which is two off of his best for us. Um, I think we can definitely, as you guys mentioned, expect to jump in that final finish and trying to get us that. You know what I mean? Trying to get us, trying to get on the stat sheet a bit more because uh, when you put it into into numbers, it does look a bit worrying. But with context, of course, and with 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 kind of how we know what his kind of game is, his game is more to be a direct threat than it is to someone to, to someone that's going to be on the end of a chance or trying that's to exactly create. That's exactly what I was about chance. to say, Julian. That's exactly what I was about to say. I was going to say his job was different. Even though I made a comparison to Mane, is that his job was different to Mane. His mm. job is to be that person who can break down that low block. Mm, and yeah. Mane at his pump for us, I wish I, I wish I think personally was his 18-19 season, was it wasn't for that that's not what Diaz needs to do. That that's not his main job for us. His job is to make it so other people can can reap the rewards of his hard work. Mm-hmm. And it so has. it's it's tough because I'm I'm putting two jobs on him. Like, and I do think he should score more just because we're a very potent team. Um, but really, that's not his main job. Like, Junior, you're right. Like, is it is to be the, be the creative force behind it. But it's good to see that if a chance comes his way, like we saw against Luton, heck, even if it comes off his shoulder, it can still go in. Yeah. So, <laughs> and we do have two main scorers. So I think one thing that makes a good front three for me is two main scorers and a creator. Obviously, you want everybody to be able to chip in in all facets of the mm-hmm. game. But it was Salah being a scorer, Mane being a scorer, and Firmino was like a facilitator, creator. Now we do and have Trent. Nunes. Oh, yeah, Trent, obviously, aside from the forwards but in forward wise we now have Nunes as our main scorer well one of our main scorers Salah as one of our main scorers and Diaz as a facilitator creator type so I think it is a really nice balance and I do really enjoy what he's bringing to the pitch at this moment in time yeah man um so was able to actually at least rescue a point from Luton um I would sum it up as a frustrating performance and disappointing result um, we could have done a lot better, but hey, it is what it is. We are now on 24 points um, in the league, three behind the three behind the top um, the leaders, which is City, drawing with Arsenal, and I think we're two points away from Spurs. So yep. things are still looking are still looking on the up. You know, we can still improve yep. on this season. Um, but away from the Premier League now, lads. Oh, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Ah, uh, while, while today we watch all of our title rivals and our Premier League rivals <laughs> um, playing the Champions League, we will be going to Toulouse in France, the south of France. Um, Lovely place, though. Lovely. I've never been. Um, I've only been to Paris, yeah, and yeah, I can't say nice, the same man. about Paris, if I'm honest. But 
<laughs> yeah, to lose, <laughs> to lose, man. Um, talk to me, guys. What are we saying? Do we, um, what... do we qualify if we win? We've got to qualification now, surely. Yeah, I'm, pre- I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we're Twelve points. Now. Yeah, we should qualify. Twelve points yeah. should be more than enough to qualify. Yeah, yeah so man, I think we do qualify if we win. <sighs> so, guys, after the looting game, how would you go into this game setting up? Um, I want to see if how serious you guys are taking this away game. I ain't taking serious at all. What the heck? <laughs> Listen, play the B team and get a win. Enjoy the city and bounce. Your game is at 5.45. You have enough time oh, to win the game. Uh, you have enough time to win the game and go aye. and explore the beautiful city aye. of Toulouse. Because I'm heck? because I'm hosting, yeah, I, I must say, Harold is my spirit animal right now. I have to be very objective and keep the conversation going. What the but... <laughs> Go with the game, with <laughs> Go oh with, the game with the B team. And heck, I don't care how you do it. I don't want to see Salah on the pitch. I don't want to see Trent. I don't want to see Sabozla. I don't want to see Mac 10. Actually, no, no, Mac 10, you can play because you're flipping suspended on the weekend. You can play. Oh, yeah. I ain't even trying to see Allison. I want to see Kelleher and go. I ain't trying Same. to see DVD. Like, cool. Rest the guys. Go to Toulouse. Enjoy the city, bro. Win the game and come back home because we need to go and play Brentford, who we don't do very well against very often, okay? Yeah. So, that's it. That is that is me. I know that is not the analytical um, balance we require. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll be honest, the moment I had done it, my head Thank you, Harold, for that. So, oh, so, such an honest review. And honestly, uh, as yeah. analytical as we can be, I, 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 somebody said it, not me in it, but somebody said it in it. Uh, Manny, I'm going to come to you for something more analytical than yeah, go, man. Get, play the B team and get out of there after 5.45. <laughs> How do you think we're going to set up? <laughs> yeah, man. But as much as I, I completely agree with the sentiment, man, hopefully that's how it goes. But yeah, no, I think in terms of how we go about it, obviously we need to be careful with the uh, rotation of the players because we need to make sure our fresh team's ready for Brentford. That's going to be a tough game. Um, For this one, obviously your, your usual guys are going to be there. Endo, your Europa League man. He'll be in the DM spot. I think that's the only competition he's played that in League Cup at the moment. And then Kwanzaa. Do you know what? I, I'm happy to see Kwanzaa. You know, yeah, he's looking yeah, good at the yeah, moment. He's powering. Uh, I think he's developing real nicely. So hopefully he gets another start uh, with Matip. I think Matip hasn't played for a while. So get them starting together. Um, Simakas might come back in. That'll be interesting to see what he does with that. I don't know. I don't know if he plays another the 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 youngsters. I think the Luke Chambers and Scanlon, obviously they're the youngsters that came in yeah. um when we last played. I think they were okay. I think Chambers was had had a steady solid game, you know, kind of safe safe game for his debut. Um Scanlon tried to get up the pitch quite a bit and tried to show some attacking prowess. I think they're still not quite ready, but who knows they might play. And then yeah, in terms of going up front, obviously I've I don't know what's going to happen with Diaz. Obviously, Diaz has kind of made himself available now and he hasn't played for a bit. So maybe I they might. Do you reckon he'll play? Yeah, I'm going to say yeah, probably start him if that's the case. Um, Get him some minutes and back to kind of match rhythm. And I think obviously Nunes, they'll probably leave out. The midfield is an interesting one. I think it's going to be a Jones. Oh, is Jones still injured? I don't know if Jones is. is, is he, well, he had a knock on. Yeah, he had a knock. knock so Sunday, we'll so he just missed out. Yeah, that's in yeah, I don't know if they'll still start him then, and that's the case, you know. But hopefully they'll be back for the weekend. So Endo, I'm gonna expect him to get in there, and and yeah. uh, Elliot as well is gonna be getting minutes, whether it be up top and or in the midfield. Uh, ben Doak haven't seen him in a while. Uh, I think. Hey, I'm wanna... not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, where to get? 
You see that door at cute, yeah? He's <laughs> every time I watch him, yeah, and he's young. I get it. He's young, raw, like he's he's not gonna set the world alight. But every time I watch him, yeah, all I hear is meet me, the, the road runner. Because it's just straight running, 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 running. No, no, no thought behind, no thought process behind what he needs to do. Just running, and even in Europa League, I'm like, this might look a level too big for you, my guy, because mm-hmm. you're not, you're, you're moving you're like you're on the playground. Yeah, it, it, I, I hear it. No, it's, it's yeah, just, I'm, I'm, I do hear it. But the guy's 17, bro. Take it easy. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> Take it easy, bro. <laughs> Right, That's my hating on the youngsters for the year done. I won't, I won't do it again, but I just wanted to get that out. But sorry, man, you carry on. No, it's, it's, no, it's true, man, to be fair. No, Doke is, is one of them guys, man. He just needs match experience. Like, I watched him live because I went to watch the um, Leicester City game at uh, Anfield, uh, and I was keeping an eye on him because I was actually quite interested to see how he goes, like, just about his business. And, yeah, the guy's just similar to what we said about Nunes, man. Like, the guy just get the ball and run because that's what I'm known for. Yeah, what you just said. Wait, wait, wait. So our 17-year-old academy graduate is the same as our 70 million pounds track? Yeah, I know. It's a bit wild, bro. It's wild, but that's the I don't know if that's man. a good or bad thing for either side. Resiliency and mentality, maybe. I don't know, man. You might, you might well need that at 17. You do need that at 17. Yeah, man, because that's how it gets him to this level, man. Because I, I can imagine, I think somebody said it on the, one of the points. I can't remember who it was, but it made me crease. And I, I think it's so true. Like, dokes are like that like, like you, like in like Sunday League, yeah, when all the parents are like, go on, dokey, go on, dokey. And man will just get the ball and start running because he's gassed because everyone knows that's what he does. You know what I mean? And Literally. he needs to kind of, he needs to kind of just get a bit more match intelligence. I think that's what it is. But I think that comes with playing games at senior level. So, Europa League, so league no, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry, man. But we see what we and you know it is here yeah, personally. You know it is here, yeah, like. And I don't, ah, stop I looking so at that problem. Stop looking at character. And stop looking at these places, bro. <laughs> no, nah, I'm also bad. He's our guy, bro. I'm telling you, he's, he's our guy. But I feel, I feel like sometimes, I feel like sometimes, like when players aren't ready, you just know. And like sometimes, <laughs> play like I felt the same way about Woodburn, Ben Woodburn, like. Oh my days. When I mean, these guys get flung in, it's not that. I'm not saying he's that rubbish, but I'm saying like when these guys get flung in at like at a least he hasn't got that like, bowl haircut that, that that we all hate. So just <laughs> take it easy, Julian, bro. You know, I, I'm gonna lie. I'm gonna lie. Okay, I'm gonna lie. The guy was born in 05. Can you hear what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He didn't even ah. see Istanbul live. He wasn't alive, bro. Istanbul, you know. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna lie, but yeah, man. <sighs> if I see him, I, I just want to see something, you know, like from guys from talents that so like because I've seen Elliot was time quite... though. Give yeah, him, I'll give, give him time. I like give him, him 100%. give him time because I I think the raw attributes are, are good. You, you just that's need some it. refinement. I honestly think keep playing in in that's what the Europa League is good for. The League Cup, we're making yeah. progress in that FA Cup. This is good. Like, let him make his mistakes there. He'll learn, man. He'll, yep. he'll earn his straps that way. He'll be fine. Yeah. You're a big I future, agree. man. Definitely believe in him, 100%. I agree. Um, I think that's it, really, guys. Um, I don't know I don't know if we want to touch on anything else, but I think we've, we've done enough. An hour, 30 minutes on the dot. Um, was able to get through Luton and a bit of Toulouse chat. Um, guys, thank you all for listening. Um, Manny, Harold, Marco, thank you all for joining me today. And... Everyone else, have a good day and peace.
Sports Social Podcast Network.